Hello, and welcome to Hard Fried History, a hybrid history and comedy podcast run by two aspiring entertainers. Podcast is more of a rant, really. That have failed at almost everything else. I don't fail because I don't try, so there. We appreciate you checking us out, and if you want to see extra content, follow us on Instagram or give us a like on Facebook at Hard Fried History. Subscribe to us on YouTube or tell us we're full of shit on Twitter at, at HFH Podcast. If you like going that extra mile, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave us a a flattering a glowing review and of course tell your friends family and even people you don't like about us that's right again thank you for listening and without further ado the episode How's it I going? Like we, yeah. I don't mean to be so excited because we have a very grim sub. First of all, let me yeah. announce that we are heading into our our the next phase, the next period, if you want to think mm-hmm. of it like that, of this podcast, which is we're just gonna do no no central theme, no central package, just mostly 20th century history with an occasional pop up of of whatever the fuck we feel like. So. See, the thing is, we got we got Fuck bored. <laughs> we did we did so much of the West that we got bored and angry. Yep, mm-hmm. and we got to, we just went like, oh, we gotta do something more current. And we did a lot of one parters, and those days are done. We're going yeah. back to two parters again because you know books I've read in a, a week? book a week is yeah, is pretty every, rigorous. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm not getting a degree for this. I'm not. No, I'm not getting money for this. But I'm, I'm still just getting just tired. Like, that's all I'm getting fatigued. So we're going back to two parters, starting with this episode, which is going to be Germany in the twenties, the rise of Nazi Germany, if you want to think of it like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first part is going to cover roughly from 1918 till 1929, and then the second part will be looking at a much more condensed period of history from 1929 to 1933. And I want to be clear why I wanted. To do this yeah why did you tell me because i don't i don't know <laughs> there's been a lot of comparisons yeah between what's going and kind of the rise of the new right in yeah. 2020 and you know 2010 and, and whatnot and a lot of comparisons and a lot of like misinformation i guess or a lot of a lot of I, there was this fucking this one wackadoo on the on this like video i was watching it was just spouting a bunch of bullshit about how like oh the left was really responsible for the rise, and it's like just a very angry eastern european youtuber who shall remain nameless and i was like okay uh, i'm gonna take a good hard look at what the fuck happened and just look at it you know look at the most famous example of the rise of fascism and see how it see how it stands up you know holds up you don't uh you don't live in texas unless you've had somebody uh on your facebook go 
national socialism. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you understand what the second word I said? You get, you get what I'm socialism. Uh-huh. Yeah, like with no actual look, with no real concept. Of like, well, it's kind of a multifaceted, multi. There's a lot of angles, and yeah. kind of the whole thing that was undergirding it was really just kind of racism and anti-Semitism yeah, was really the main component of the whole thing. I mean, yeah. And, and but, they were like know. incredibly close with. There's nothing more anti, uh, not socialist than like being like, "Yo, we're gonna have, we're gonna be close with business. In fact, we're gonna give them slave laborers." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. is, that is, it's textbook capitalism. Yes, but I, again, I wanted to, I wanted to look at it. Just a good hard, good hard look. And then I did a lot of reading for this one because I wanted to get it right. My dad gave me this book. It's called "Before the Deluge" by Otto Friedrich, published 1972. So this one's kind of old. But it was more about like the art and shit. And Uh then I read on Kindle, I read The Death of Democracy by Benjamin Carter Hett, published 2018. And then last was Hitler's True Believers by Robert Gelletly? 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 No, Gelletelli. I don't know. (laughs) Robert Gelletelli. That's how I'm going to say it. Yeah. Published in 2020, so last year. So, you know, I got some old stuff and I got some very new stuff as well. So, part one, let's begin. Story really begins, of course, in World War I, lasting from 1914 to 1918. This gets us into the first act, Act One, which I will title Growing Pains. World War One, of course, you have the emergence of total war. Germany loses, I, th- I have a figure that says 1.7 million dead. And there are various responses of what to do during the war. Some people as early as like 1917 are saying we need to surrender. Things are looking bad. Or like others are like, no, we need to hold out until we're at the gates of India. That's the fatherland party, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a, like a precursor. And dudes who are just like, we need to keep going. And then because ultimately it ends in November 1918. Somebody who watched the History Channel a lot as a kid. The two Aryans, I guess, are from like the Himalayas, so they're trying to connect. Yes. Yeah, so they're trying to connect to the Himalayan. Yeah, there's like a like an <laughs> Indo-Aryan, I think, yeah. is what it's called. I don't know what the. I don't. Like I, a, I I did when the History Channel was on that wave. I just turned it. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go I'm watch just, sports. I don't really I'm, need to know this much about Hitler. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, watch Survivor, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, World War One is like is, and I, I people don't like we are obsessed with World War Two in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we've always been, but like World War One is if you get into that the gritty realism of World War One, and then like also like All Quiet on the Western Front. I used to wake up to that movie and watch it. They all they look All Quiet. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. All Quiet. On I the haven't Western Front. I haven't seen it. It's World War One from a German perspective. Oh yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. There's also, in the wake of, or at the end of World War One, there's a huge migrant crisis. So not only do you have Germans in former German territories, such as like Saarland, which borders France, Western Silesia, which um, borders Poland, or I think it's like in Poland, it's near Poland, and then the Sudetenland of the Czech Republic. As a result of the war, they go to France, Poland, and the Czech Republic. But you also have a whole bunch of like Russian Jewish people. I have a figure that says... 80,000 and the whites who the whites are like the monarchists and the right that fought the reds during the Bolshevik revolution so you have all of these these Russian rightists along mm-hmm. with Russian Jewish people mm-hmm. coming over to Germany and the monarchists and the whites bring with them this book called the Protocols of the Elders of Zion which is a highly anti-semitic text and that begins like circulating around Germany and it's supposedly like the game plan 
of the the global Jewish conspiracy to take over the world because they decided to to write it down and you know reveal their their word. their yeah no, plan, that's how right yeah that's yeah like, that's how word. you do it you let everyone yeah, know what you, you're doing you write yeah you write down your plans mm-hmm. that's how like that's my that's my favorite part of every movie is where the villain explains how they're gonna <laughs> in a weird why don't you just shoot this person yeah that's what you just, could just mm-hmm. do but mm-hmm. no at the yeah. very end they always have to at the right up top in the movie of like i'm gonna tell you all of the twists and turns that are going to occur and that's why the the villains lose you know because they yeah. get thwarted because mm-hmm. they've revealed their their plans right because this is just a movie this is all just a simulation uh-huh. and, <laughs> and that's how things work yeah no that's yeah okay yeah no, i've I've heard this. Uh, not I've I haven't heard of the elders. I've heard of that like somewhere. I don't know, probably on that History Channel shit. Um, but like also, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's very funny when people like anti Semitic to me because like Doug, there I can give you so many examples of just any other type of person. Fucking why this is not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, why, why that just not? Like, you can't so validate that. Like of yeah, every type of person. It's almost like not worth you. debunking because then yeah. you'd have to yeah. read it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like no, I, don't I don't even want to waste the brain cells on this. You understand? Yeah, like, like I'm not. I don't want to know. Yeah. Then like all the I I it's like mid. I don't know, man. That the I don't I have. I just acknowledge. I just acknowledge that that is idiot talk, and I move. Yeah, on. <laughs> I'm just like okay. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna close out now. Yeah. Um, October of 1918 to May of 1919, there are multiple attempted revolutions. At first, I think or around like October, there's a mutiny among the German Navy after they refuse to engage the the Great British or the British Navy because they're like, the war's over. This would be suicide. We're not going to kill ourselves. Yeah. And then you also have the abdication of Kaiser Wilhelm II in response mm-hmm. to like mounting public pressure. Friedrich Ebert of the moderate Social Democrats, he is named Chancellor of Germany, and he presides over the Council of People's Deputies. And he's got a little bit of legitimacy because General Wilhelm Groner, the Army Quartermaster, is backing him. And so he's able to kind of hold on to the reins of power for a little bit. It's a, it's a it's, again to talk about like the pillars of power. One of the like major pillars of power in Germany is the army. Is the army, the army is the fucking anywhere, man. You need yeah. the army on your side because it is yeah. like, well, yeah, um, you can do whatever you want, but we're just gonna shoot you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it's like this kind of like hailing. My understanding is like a hailing back of like this is like this is like the the pride of Germany. Their military kind of like mm-hmm. they're kind of uh, yeah. The, the uniform they have. You know, very nice uniforms. I don't want to say that they have all red uniforms. They have good. <laughs> I don't know. I've not. I've not looked. They take into pride them. in their uniforms. That's what I'm trying. Okay. To say. They they go to the dry cleaners. Yes. Yeah. They go to the dry cleaners. Yeah. Very crisp. Okay. Very crisp. Right, no, very crisp. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's another revolution from the left by the People's Marine or People's Naval Division. I'm not sure if it's the same revolution as the initial one that broke out, but they end up occupying the Royal Palace in Berlin. And I'm not sure exactly why. I'm sure it was just some frustration over the fact that they like lost the war, some frustration at the high command or whatever. Yeah. But I, I do know that they're demanding Christmas bonuses. So like, we haven't been fucking paid. Yeah. We need our money. We we need our money. And yeah. so they take some social democratic hostages and like the army is counter mobilized and they end up like opening fire on the palace. And it's just not, not a great look, you know? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. Then <laughs> you've got <laughs> radical socialists such as Karl Liebknecht and Rosa Luxemburg. They declare that Germany is a socialist Republic and like an extension 
of the the Soviet Union as it was. Because it's up and for grabs, big dog. It's man, look, it's, yeah, it's, man, it's, it's right. It just happened in Moscow, and it's fucking uh-huh, about to happen uh-huh. everywhere. It's spreading. <laughs> the the dominoes are toppling, <laughs> yeah, you know. And so they merge. There's like a separate group that merges into the the Communist Party, but they're called like the Spartacists that launched the resol- uh, the revolution. Mm-hmm. They announce open rebellion against Friedrich Ebert, the Chancellor, and the army is working with the Fry Corps or the Free Corps to to put it down. It's like a paramilitary group, and they're they're trying to shut down this rebellion from the left. Because it looks just like it looks. It literally looks just like fucking Russia. It's like yeah. It's, it's like everybody came back from World War One. Abdication. Was angry and yeah. and had PTSD and was yeah. hungry and they're just like you know what fuck it we're trying something different. And abd- starving abdication yep. of of the throne by yep. the and then a a a socialist democrat kind of like a, a, a kind of a mod, moderate government comes yeah. in. It's like let's yeah. just roll this motherfucker. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. That is the you know yeah. It's time. Yeah. The time is ripe. There's another uprising in the German state of Bavaria under this guy, Kurt Eisner, who is Jewish and also a leftist. And the fact that he's Jewish was like always pointed out by the right because yeah. it validates their later thinking. And that is put down in May. And the end result of all this like destabilization in the, the aftermath of World War One yeah. is that there's kind of like a wariness uh, a wariness of Bolshevism and Marxism to where it's viewed as like Really, these guys again? They caused us so much grief after the war was over, and they destabilized the country so much. We gotta take it. Look, these guys, you know. And then they're like these guys, and then I don't know. It's weird in Germany because they like you could. It'd be interesting to be like you guys like made us fight a war Mm -hmm. and killed like a generation of of children. And they're just like, no, but it's like, let's do it, it was, again. And that's yeah. I don't, like that's what they get to. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know enough about World War One. We should probably do a World War One. Oh, baby, let me tell you someday, something. man. Let me tell you, you something. Get into let's, let's get into Verdun. Verdun, Earth. the the Yeep, the Yipers River, right? Yeep, the Yeep, yeah, the Yipers. Yeah, uh, what's the yeah? yeah the, 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 the the original first battles of the Ardennes, from my understanding. Um, what's the Psalm? The Psalm. They fucking yeah. The, the, the boys, mm-hmm. the British, mm-hmm. the, the British kids. They just walked. They walked over the trenches. Some of them, some of the officers, kicking soccer balls, leading them right into fucking machine gun fire. It's sick. It's, okay. it's, it's <laughs> disturbing. It. It's disturbing. Yeah, because then, then you yeah you have like the officers who have never seen the front, just mm-hmm. like telling people to go. <laughs> They've never seen this thing. And then you just have these kids and living in trenches. Are you over not. there? You want you want me to go over there across this death field of where all I've watched all my friends? You want me to go over there for what? Like what Again, am I doing? Watch all it's all uh, it's all quiet on the on the western front. It is they 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 are like where they like in the movie like in the first battle and then World War One does what it does. It's the meat grinder. It chews them the yeah, fuck man. up. Yeah. My favorite scene from that is when they're just like you know instead of us fighting, why don't we just get the fucking Queen of England and fucking. Wilhelm and let's fucking put them in a boxing ring. Let's see them mm-hmm, fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see them fight. Nineteen thirty, nineteen thirty, German film. Let's who you who you backing? Who you betting on that fight? Oh, definitely. Oh, I think it's the king. No, I think it's the king at that time of, of oh, England. Damn. Oh, the, All right. uh, no, the the German king Wilhelm, the guy. Yeah, Kaiser the, Wilhelm. The Kaiser, versus, yeah, versus because, the queen. Yeah, no, because one one they like are related. 
Yeah, there was like a whole <laughs> and fucking Tsar Nicholas too. Yeah, no, second. that's all. They're all like that's how they that's how like the, that's how you got the hundred years of peace or whatever that yeah. happened was that they all just are related now, so they don't want to go to war with your fucking cousin. Suck. Yeah, man. Hey, we gotta, you know, <laughs> we got incest came through, right? We got to colonize shit. We can't be fighting <laughs> each other, though. <no? laughs> that's right. January 19th of 1919, there are the National Assembly convenes and there are elections. Ebert's Social Democrats received 39% of the vote. They're the majority, very popular. And so they draft a constitution, or this guy, this Jewish law professor named Hugo Proust, he drafts the constitution. And I want to talk about that for a little bit. At the heart of it, you've got the Reichstag, which is the legislative body. Elections are held at least every four years, maybe more in the Reichstag. 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 Yeah. President is elected directly by popular vote for a seven-year term because for the Reichstag they elect by like it's a proportional list of can- or it's proportional and so you vote for a list of candidates. I don't really want to get into it. Yeah. President elected directly for a seven-year term and then yeah. he appoints ministers and chancellors from the majority party in the Reichstag. Article forty-eight of the Weimar Constitution, Uh the president could take, quote-unquote, necessary measures, including, like, the dissolution of the Reichstag and postponement (laughs) of elections, to to keep German people from harm with the help of the armed forces, if need be, so long as public security and order became seriously endangered. Now, then you could kind of rule by, like, executive order uh-huh. just from the president and the chancellor, yeah. but that could be overturned by the by a majority in the Reichstag. And, and this is the thing. People always be doing laws because they're like, nah, I trust my guy with this law, with this. Yeah. That's not yeah. the point. It's who do you trust? Who do you don't trust? Yeah, <laughs> when they get that power, <laughs> is you have to you have to write with the bad guy in mind, yeah. not with the good yeah. guy in mind. Yeah. So Article fifty two and fifty four, uh, the fifty two, Article fifty two, the Reichstag government or the executive branch, as we would think of it, is made up of the chancellor and his cabinet, and then fifty four states that the chancellor and his cabinet needed the support of the Reichstag or would have to resign. They could implement a vote of no confidence. So it's a check, and then you know the president would have to, and the president's got a relative degree of security because he's got a longer term he would have to appoint a new chancellor and create a new cabinet so they're kind of they're designed to work together but there's clearly a a door for an override of the legislative branch if public security were endangered which it will be yeah no yeah All political parties are allowed to, this is just like a side note, all political parties are allowed to have their own paramilitary force. And so all kept their, and they were nominally designed to like keep their public rallies from being disturbed and like provide protection, but they're also meant to quote unquote like secure territory, which. Well, well because Germany okay. at this time, is it, well, it's like a hundred, it's not even, a, it's like 50 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a fractionally made up place that they like brought together through yeah. like their own like their own so like under under the kind of the 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 Kaiser and shit. So like I Biz, don't Bismarck. Bismarck, yeah. So like they don't like they I I would think some of them still see them as like this is Bavaria. 
This is yeah, this yeah. Is more you have Sudetenland yet to build that whatever, national yeah. identity. This yeah. is fucking Braunschweig. This is it, it, somebody's gonna come and just be Thuringia. Like, this is Saxony, like yeah. all that stuff. If somebody comes and just like, oh y'all, no, we all won, and then that's a bad mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> that's yeah, a bad thing yeah. June twenty eighth of nineteen ninety, the next major event you have that's the signing of the Treaty of Versailles. It forbades Germans Union, our Germany's Union with Austria, splits some of its territory up to its neighbors, and it limits the size of the army, I think, to one hundred thousand. Uh, but I'm not sure, 100% sure on that. It also forbades the creation of new pieces of military equipment. And then, of course, probably most famously, you've got Clause 231, which is the War Guilt Clause. And yeah. it demands that reparations be paid to the nations, the, the aggrieved nations, mm-hmm. either monetary or, in some cases, material. Because they're thinking that, well, if the if the currency just totally... <laughs> or if the German economy totally just goes tits up then we need to have some sort of reparations maybe we can just take their resources yeah man i, I it, and like it's this is a bad it's a fucked up i mean it's a fucked up treaty like it's 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 but at the same time if you had seen the cost of world war one you want to make yeah you would make you, these people pay you'd want too. you'd want them yeah. to suffer yeah because yeah, it was bad it was, it was bad can't, can't just psalm dog the song i can't describe it you can't so many guests, yeah. November 1990, on 1919 rather, on hearing of the causes of the German defeat, there are these two really famous generals during World War One, Paul von Hindenburg and Erich Ludendorff, who are both like right-leaning, just right. I think uh, Paul von Hindenburg's an aristocrat, but I'm not sure about Ludendorff. I would assume so. Anyway, Lund- there's like a they're hearing, they're trying to determine like how they lost and everything. Hindenburg is a general, I think, in World War One. Yeah, they, they they both are. Yeah, okay, yeah. Hindenburg says the reason they lost oh, yeah. during this hearing right. was because of quote unquote divergent party interests began to manifest themselves, mm-hmm. and he closed by saying quote unquote the German army was stabbed in the back, mm-hmm. which is Dolchtoss, which means dagger thrust, literally. Yeah. And this is a conspiracy theory that Germany would have won the war if it wasn't un- if they hadn't been undermined from within mm-hmm. by both communists mm-hmm. and Jewish people. Okay. And this the soundbite, as it were, goes viral. If you want to think yeah. of it the whole stabbed in the back myth, that's like, oh yeah, because all of a sudden you can you're able to like maintain some semblance of German national pride because it's like no you've got some cargo to throw over you know and you're like it wasn't us we didn't lose they lost it for us so you're just throwing throwing these people under the bus no that's like one of the yeah, that's like come on dog every whenever you lose something you gotta be you gotta be real with your people when they mm-hmm. fuck up or when they yeah, lose the shit that's, you have to it's be a real. dangerous because it's dangerous to be like to oh no it wasn't your fault it was such and such and such and then they start blaming people and they keep doing that shit. Then you get a bunch of boomers who are all like, the troops didn't lose Vietnam. We didn't lose Vietnam. I mean, like, you you never... What was was winning in Vietnam? (laughs) Like, like, after that, after (sighs) that, like, like, this is the thing about, like, being honest with, would be honest about, like, these situations of these wars, World War I, Vietnam, would, like, require to have analysis of, like, what's the goals and, like, of the people leading us and, like, be like, World War I, Germany be like, how are we ever going to win this war against the entire world, nigga? <laughs> like, yeah. I, or half of our, or like a lot of the world. We got, we got Austria on our side. 
And Austria. the Ottomans. Don't the, don't downplay the Ottomans, man. The, but uh, they were kind of yeah, like I, bloated and on their way out. The, the, the Ottomans, yeah, but, like didn't they like hop in late? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. know like nothing. No, that's about Italy. One, Italy like it. went back and like okay, mm-hmm. that's old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's different. But yeah, no, classic like, Italy. Yeah, like it's not a. It's yeah, like it would require. So I'm gonna be like, hey, if if it was my fault or like people I knew fault, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh. It's somebody else. And I wouldn't say what yeah. he said. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the liberal and the left parties are in power after the war. And so the social Democrats are portrayed by the right and the nationalists as they as being in league with the globalists who are yeah. who are imposing this these this burden of reparations on the nation and tanking mm-hmm. the economy. And they're known as like the November criminals yeah. because they, they're the ones who signed the treaty and it's used to like delegitimize the politicians on the left. Mm-hmm. Ludendorff, he begins to theorize. He's thinking to himself like, all right, if the stab in the back myth was true, which it isn't, Germany lost the war due to a lack of internal discipline. Therefore, yeah. it followed that in the future, to keep Germany strong and unified, opposition should be brutally crushed. And he begins to pass his ideas off to private first class Adolf Hitler, yeah. who's got a burgeoning reputation speaking at beer halls and in what was then the German Workers' Party or the DAP. And him and this other guy, Anton Drexler, changed the name to the National Socialist Germans Worker Party, the NSDAP, or Nazi Party. Hitler's whole world is like, it's just like, like people, oh man, that that dude, like what a, I mean, what a piece of, a fantastic piece of shit, but like, his like he Some just, say the biggest there ever was. Biggest, you know, rivaled yeah, big, Genghis Khan. I, I don't for, have a. For, I don't, yeah. yeah, of course. Yes, <laughs> the way he just like fucking like slips and slimes its way, and all of a sudden top, just like yeah. drops at like a fucking loogie in like the right position where he just gets catapulted. It's just <laughs> like a loogie. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's kind of the. The myth, too, I heard it described in one of the books. There was some historian, I don't remember his name. He said the rise of Hitler in the Third Reich, it was as surprising as a river flowing into the ocean because there was, it was kind of like a perfect storm of circumstances. It, it just, yeah, I, I, look, I didn't, I didn't do all the reading that you've done. Like, if something was going to happen, I mean, like, you just had a bunch of discontented people who were just like, yeah. And also, <laughs> and if, yeah. if people are propagating this, 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 uh, anti-Semitism, yeah, um, and 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 this is Europe. Yeah, and, and anti-Semitism has like a long history. This is yeah, that's in Europe, saying. and it's still alive and swinging. I'm willing to bet. You know, that's what I'm so saying. This it's is like this is Europe. Ask you could just talk about uh, you know Poland. Talk about pogroms, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a yeah. whole different. It's yeah, like like you know, we've already. I think we've talked about like we're like yeah, man, Ukraine's confusing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> because sometimes they'll be like you'd be like yeah we're gonna fight yeah. the Russians and then they're, then they're just like then they're like oh but we're also we're like we like praise Nazi sympathizers like it's yeah it it's like, a lot Whoa, there's a lot okay <laughs> there's all a right lot. yeah uh, okay yeah yeah so this gets us into Act Two which I want to call infamy yeah February of 1920 as part of the rebranding of the German Workers Party. 
the 25 points are announced. And this is the initial thoughts of Nazi ideology. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to state up front, it is laden with anti-Semitism and racism yeah. that is heavily strung throughout. And his, his rhetoric is like vile because the, he, he equates like Jewish people with like disease and pestilence and everything. It's like, whoa. You about to do all 25? No, no, no. Okay, no. I was about to say, just, like, just I'm not trying the, to get their the, whole... The, the highlights. I'm no, sorry, I'm not, not, not going to platform all that shit. No, 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 no. I'm not... No. And it's also, like, contradictory at, yeah. at certain certain points. It's, like, anti-democratic because democracy is seen as new and it's not mm-hmm. really working for Germany right now. It's anti-global or anti-international. Anti-capitalist, although I think it's more accurate to say it's less anti-capitalist, more anti-reparations, and yeah. also anti-Marxist. So it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, people like, yo, everybody's like, yo, this democracy, democracy thing isn't working out. You've done it for 10 years. You haven't, you got to iron out the kinks, time, man. Bro. Yeah, man. It took America. Honestly, if we're going to really say it, <laughs> it took them about 175 years to get the vibe right. To get the gist. To get the right. gist. You know, like we're still, kind of, working, still on working on it. still working on it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, ask Georgia, ask Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so. Well, I guess what I wanted to get into of like what why I wanted to study it is like we all know how it ended and it was like one of the most horrible tragedies that the world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. How did an entire nation allow themselves to be duped like that? How did it? What was appealing? You know, or know. like wh- I don't think it was duped. I, I and this is that's, my so that's what I'm saying is like what what, what was the package the, deal that they bought? They into, made a deal. Right? They made a deal where like we're gonna with, we're gonna we're gonna either participate. Or turn a blind eye to like complete persecution, <laughs> so we yeah, can really get, yeah. so we can get whatever uh, modest social gains, bribe, yeah. whatever mental gains that I that they could think. Yeah, then 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 and then they pop out on the other side like people going to see the the camps and being like, I didn't know this was here. I didn't and like, know that this was. Gonna, it's like you knew where it was headed. And like, no, you, I mean Hitler in the twenties was just as vehemently yeah. anti-Semitic as he ever was. You know. Oh no! I, I oh, the the idea of like people like at the band, I don't band of brothers, but I'm pretty sure it's a real story about people like <laughs> smelling the like people be like I didn't know this was here. I didn't know this concentration mm-hmm. camp was here, and you live in the town over. It's like we all can smell this. Like mm-hmm. the true American be, Americans be like, yeah, we can smell the burnt flesh, like over here. So I, there's no yeah. way you just didn't. Dude, you can't you can't escape <laughs> culpability. Yeah, yeah. It did have. Like the the socialistic elements of it, it called yeah. for the nationalization of some big businesses, mm-hmm. some profit sharing. Mm-hmm. It had quote unquote generous old age insurance, yeah. and also like some land reform stuff. But they were kind of they kind of flip flop on this. Yeah. There was like confiscation of private land for public usage, uh, without compensation. There was like a different wing that was more in favor of like no compensation. Then they like I said, they go back and forth on that. Yeah. But also within that twenty five points. They call for legal warfare against intentional political lies and their dissemination through the press. So mm-hmm. censorship mm-hmm. is a key component. And yeah. same thing with like art and literature. Mm-hmm. In the 25 points, he also equates Jewishness with materialism, quote unquote, cultural decay, greed and capitalism. And mm-hmm. that their like conceptualization of capitalism was working for the self and not the common good or what's not doing what's best for the nation, yeah. which gets into... His the concept of the the Volksgemeinschaft or people's community, which is quote unquote the common good above the individual good, which sounds 
utilitarian until you scratch beneath yeah. the surface, right? It's like a, you have this like nationalist utopian vision of of no class divisions, mm-hmm. but race divisions, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone does their part for the good of the state. And there's kind of this emphasis on like the some would say the the betterment. Or others would say the the purification or the yeah. the racial perfection of the state, and then it's like, oh shit, okay. But the idea of the Volksgeimen shaft is like the idea of like, oh unity, like who would be against unity, you know? Until until you get into like what their definition of unity entails. But like that and yeah. the the like the culture war stuff, the outrage against cultural decay and decadence, mm-hmm. are, is, is attractive to Protestants who are kind of like floating in the wind right now politically and need something to latch on to yeah it's a yeah <laughs> yeah this is yeah this is is you guys just you gotta you gotta watch the whole video don't yeah, just watch man. the outtakes of the video no. watch the whole video so you, you watch can get the whole all the thing, parts get the whole clipped yes <laughs> the clipped, yeah. yeah there's also like corporatist elements in that the nazi party realized that it needed worker support and therefore needed to tolerate unions, but it wanted to strip the unions of their Marxist tendencies because they're anti-Marxist because they view Marxism as like a Jewish conceptualization and Bolshevism as a yeah. Jewish conceptualization. Even though like the pogroms in, in Russia in the 20s and even during the Bolshevik Revolution, why do you think all the Russian Jewish people were fleeing to Germany? You know, is because they were also, be, they were, you know, Russians are just as anti-Semitic as... Yeah. Other Europeans, yeah. like no, it's no, happening yeah, they all are. over the place, you know. <laughs> they are, they are. They're, so to, like, to say that, like that whole Eastern the, Europe strip is nasty. Yeah, <laughs> like, and nasty. you get into this it's weird nasty. point where it's contradictory because it's anti-capitalist because it views capitalism as like a like a Jewish creation, and they're the ones who are benefiting the most from it. Yeah. But it's also like anti-communist and anti-Marxist for the same reason, and it's, so it's really like at its core, it's anti-jewish right it's yeah it just wants the right people to do well and that's mm-hmm. that's what that's, that's, yeah. and if you're the right person yeah that sounds right person, good great but, if but a that's lot a of big you, if yeah. a lot of you aren't the right person right <laughs> Some of them so in a in a way it's like prismatic in that yeah. like as it rises they're emphasizing different parts of the ideology to appeal to more people. Like the working in the middle class are attracted to the, the socialistic elements and like the anti-capitalism of it, but it's also authoritarian. And so it appeals to the right, but they're also vehemently anti-Marxist. And so they're, they're not really, they're not scaring people because communism was scary to a whole lot of people. They're just kind of like, oh, that's not real socialism. We're we're advocating real socialism. It's like a yeah. It's like a fucking. Uh, it's like it's like you see you see this dude like you see this person come out this house and it's like oh it's a dude in like a that's a dude in a suit and then the next day it's like a woman in like a dress and the next day it's an old person. Next day it's it's, it's like a really tall basketball player. You then you like mm-hmm. and you like you you go into the house and you find out it's just some like kids. In the costume, like two kids on each other's Basically, shoulders. Basically, yes. Those two kids are anti-Semitism. That's yes. what. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's all dressed up in different things, but it's yes, all but at, it, its core, at its at its core. <laughs> it's just, it is it is anti-Semitism. It's yeah. two anti-Semitic it, kids. That's Jewish what. people were used fundamentally as like a scapegoat. Obviously, they're they're responsible for for. The loss of the war via wow. the stab in the back myth, yeah. the imposition of reparations because that's internationalism and globalism and capitalism, whatever, uh-huh. and also the leftist revolutions, not only in Russia but in Germany as well. And so yeah. it's undergirded by this, by anti-Semitism. So yeah. that should never be downplayed. Of course, of course. 
1920 to 1923, there are a number of like Volkish or racialist social Darwinian texts circulating around Germany. I'm not going to mention the authors. And there's in that same period, there's the assassination of Walther Rathenau, who was foreign minister and like a prominent Jewish industrialist. But he was also like in his writings, he was also very like pro-Germany and kind of a nationalist himself. But he still got assassinated by right wing nationals. Yeah. And then there's the, I think in 1923, there's a Franco-Belgian occupation of the Ruhr Valley mm -hmm. after Germany fails to deliver material reparations and then there's leftist uprisings in the states of Thuringia and Saxony. The uh, the Ruhr Valley, just for context, is where all the factories are. All the factories. That's where all the, everything, all the goddamn was with all the that's where Cologne is. Um, I don't know the other. There's a couple of towns. Uh, Dortmund is there. A lot of soccer. A lot of a lot of good soccer. Games. I don't know. Any, a lot of I just good, know lot the fact. I don't soccer. know anything about the the social or the culture aspects of it. Oh, uh, in a nutshell, uh, you want to go to Germany? Go to like to Munich, or go to like Frankfurt. Go to like maybe you can go to the Ruhr Valley. Cologne, Cologne is like Catholic, uh, but Berlin is like it's a it's a fish out of water. <laughs> it's crazy that that's a it's like a it's like a hipster paradise. It's like a yeah, different place, and it's not Ber like people people are like Berlin is the most un-German place. This is from huh. a couple of documentaries, and most like a, a soccer documentary. Because like Berlin. that's what the before the deluge talks a lot about is like Berlin in the twenties was fire swinging. Yeah, fire. it was yeah. fucking fire. <laughs> I, there's a show they were doing a lot of cool shit. Babylon Berlin, uh, it's on Netflix, and it's like they're just running around smoking a lot of hot, a lot of lot of lot of lot of open, lot of very. A lot of sex is happening. A lot of drinking. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of, a lot of different people also live in Berlin because Berlin's the it's a it's a the hub. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that that's a that's another. We'll talk about that a little a little yeah. later. But same period, there particularly in 1923, I think is when inflation is at its worst. Yeah. And so there's like a loosening of morals and like increased promiscuity as women turn to prostitution in order to make money. There's a bad economy, which makes Berlin, like you were saying, an attractive investment to wealthy foreigners. And so all of a sudden, you've got all these like bigwig capitalists from all over the world who are like, hey, you know, prices are low in Berlin right now. I'm going to I'm going to buy me a summer home, you know, yeah. and they do. And so they're like buying up blocks and everything. And this supports the narrative of both in the in the former case, cultural decline and uh -huh. in the latter foreign invasion. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the reasons for inflation that have been cited is like the burden of reparations was too strong. And so they're just printing all of this money in order to meet the burden of reparations, in order to have enough money to pay the reparations. Yeah. And then I've also heard a, a theory. I don't think it's been substantiated about like intentional devaluation mm -hmm. that the German government was trying to make their economy or make their money. So worthless reparations would be canceled. But I, like I said, I don't, I don't buy it. I yeah, don't I don't, most I don't, people yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> I Just don't believe that idea. people are that smart. Like, no, not, they, like yeah. not smart, but like organized. That's the better word. I don't believe people that organized to pull that off, but that's all. Yeah. yeah, that that seems more like, that's like a, post facto. That goes to my personal philosophy, as you know. Right <laughs> I dig it. To give you an idea of how bad the inflation was, in January of 1923, 17,000 marks equaled $1. That's pretty bad. Yeah. By December... 4.2 billion marks equal a dollar. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Can you imagine just no, walking around and like, oh, I would like to buy a loaf of bread, sir. And it's like, okay, yeah. that will be 300 billion marks. There's a lot of stories about motherfuckers like people loading up fucking uh, like the, what's the, the like uh, for construction sites, the shit you carry like concrete in. Like mm-hmm. big fucking like uh, things of just cash. Just full just, of paper. Just going to buy bread. Yeah. Like just going up because that's what it wheelbarrow took. full of dollars. Wheelbarrows of just doll of German dollars, German whatever marks to buy fucking a, a loaf of bread. And that was like a real thing. Like Berlin, <laughs> like Germany was like that because it was it's it was, craziness. It was yeah. It's like a, to- a totally just surreal image. Yeah. But it happened. Yeah. November 5th of 1923, there are Nazi-led attacks on 200 Jewish-owned businesses in Berlin's Schoenen Quarter. I think I got that right. Schoenen Quarter. I don't know that. And then four days after that, it's almost like a prelude to November 9th of 1923, there's the occupation of Berger Braukeller, which is a beer hall in Munich, Mm -hmm. by a coalition of rightist groups, and they're joined by General Ludendorff himself, known Mm -hmm. as the Beer Hall Putsch. Mm -hmm. And why it happens, I am not really sure. I think... Hitler just thought, like, we need to go now, and this will just work. But instead, you know, he announces that the, it's like, ah, it's the end of the government of the November criminals who had stabbed the heroic German people yeah. in the back. So, again, you see the repetition of, of the rhetoric. But I really don't know why this happened. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. But I've always, there's something interesting about, like, I know Hitler's beer hall pushed, and, like, him, like, speaking in beer halls is kind of fucking famous. But, like... Uh, a lot of people are always like bars, beer halls, good revolutionaries, bad revolutionaries. They always like speaking to the common people. Like it's mm-hmm. also yeah, I mean a lot of people are doing that. You have Lumumba in in in, in the Congo. You gotta you gotta go where they are. Yeah, you know? he starts in beer. He starts in beer halls and pubs and uh, and stuff like that and breweries. That's so yeah, no, that's it. interesting. Yeah, no, I mean yeah, just just that the recontextualizing it after all this history we've read. It's just yeah. like yeah. That that I mean, there's like an early tradition of that in like 1820s America, yeah, as well. Just Pubs. drink it, like, yeah. th- like bar. The first couple of barbecues were, I think, political events. The uh, in America, the yeah. So that's when when all you guys are like, oh man, I'm 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 politically very adept, um, but I don't want to fucking get down in the filth of Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. What? That's what. That's how you do it. That's you where get in they the filth. Are, you talk that's to the right. people. That's in right. their filth, uh-huh. <laughs> and you just you just hope that they're not just looking at memes instead. Yeah, you know? yeah. You hope. That's you, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what you think. You think Lumumba when he was in the fucking his beer hall, like it wasn't just a dude who was just like I'm riding, I'm just doodling because that's what I'm I do. I come, I, I drink, I doodle, I, just, I do my I post doodle. office job, I drink, I doodle. I come mm-hmm. home, I come home with my five kids, but this is my time. <laughs> this is my time to doodle and drink. Where right? I doodle and drink. And you're, you're taking this from me, man. Yeah. So after the beer hall puts, there's like a march of the rightists, I think, outside of the beer hall. And they get like shot by police and everything. And Hitler is arrested because I think he like dislocates his shoulder or some shit. And he's examined by a doctor who discovers that he has cryptorchidism, which is the absence of testes on the right side. Okay. Okay. So yeah. he, he, by his own definition, was defective. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, there's a lot about him that we there's don't... There's a lot. Yeah, there's I don't want lot. to get into that guy, because yeah. that guy, that yeah. guy, that guy, 
What a what a what a piece of shit. What a yeah. what a absolute piece of shit. February twenty fourth, nineteen twenty four. He's tried. He speaks in his defense. Gets like national uh, recognition, or he gets a national spotlight put on him. Let me yeah. say that. And while in prison, he pecks out Mein Kampf. He does not dictate it. He pecks it out himself. And Hitler says that politicians misstep by telling small lies. Yeah. Better to tell quote unquote the big lie, because the broader quote. The broader masses of people can be more easily corrupted in the deeper reaches of their hearts. End quote. And the basic thinking is that like people are gullible and they will trust that officials won't lie about big things because they're too serious to be lied about. And so, you know, white lies are easy to find out and small lies are easy to find out, but like big lies, oh, people don't lie about those things because they're too they're too much. You know, there's too many big consequences. So of course he must be telling the truth because nobody would possibly lie about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, somebody. In it's this, pretty uh, dangerous. No, you know? it's pretty dangerous just, that somebody, <laughs> you know, it was pretty dangerous if, if somebody were to get a hold of that and were known to have that in their office. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. then it would be pretty dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be pretty... to have that type of reading in their office and then you uh-huh. know, maybe achieve any type of power. But that's a whole different thing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe tell a big lie themselves. Yeah. I don't know. I, huh. mm. You just tell a bunch of big lies. A bunch of big lies. <laughs> how to cover it. And I can, yeah. I can understand yeah. And then other people just believe it. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. So he goes on in Mein Kampf, amongst like anti-Semitic uh, rantings and ravings and everything else, he goes on to decry the stupidity of the average Fritz, which is the German average Joe is yeah. what, I'm, what I'm calling him. I don't yeah. know if that's racist or not. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. Look, man. It is if you think it. They're Germans. They, they kind of... <laughs> <laughs> they have it coming. They kind of... They, they did some things. They did some things. <laughs> so he's decrying the stupidity of the average Fritz. He says... To, quote, to sink into the minds of average people, a message had to be simple, end quote. And he is imprisoned until December of 1924. 1925, getting into Act 3, which is making strides. Yeah. There's an election for president after the abrupt death, uh, death of Friedrich Ebert, and three candidates come down to Wilhelm Marx for the Social Democrats, Ernst Thalmann for the KPD or the Communists, and World War One vet General Hindenburg, for the nationalists and the right. And Hindenburg wins over Marx by a pretty narrow margin. And there's kind of like a side note. There's this, uh, there's like an alternative trajectory where Thalman dropped out of the race and the left voted for Wilhelm Marx and Wilhelm Marx might have won the presidency. And then Hindenburg went on to give the reins of power up to Hitler. So there's an alternative split in history where if Thalman for the communists would have dropped out and given this is the time where you don't want to s- split the votes I guess yeah, no, but this is all hindsight right yeah certain times third parties some some people third parties don't work out if you if 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 it gets split like this yeah you know I mean? then it then it just kind of it fucks everyone over yeah no yeah no it's it's uh people there's a time to take a stand and there's a time to just Plug your nose and there's, no, there's, whatever, you know. You, you can take the stand, but you have to now take it strategically to get any like co- uh, yeah. committee seats and stuff <laughs> like that. It's not time for the big play. Yeah, yeah. This, this this is coming from a guy who voted for Gary Johnson. All right, I feel you awful. For Gary Johnson, <laughs> you yeah, nigga didn't even know where New Mexico. Wait, where did he didn't know where it was? He didn't know where where Sierra was. It was going my first presidential election, man. I felt yeah, like taking were, a stand. Putting it, putting it up to the man. I mean, it, I'm it sorry. Didn't matter. I apologize for that. It didn't that, matter. Yeah. In, I mean, in, in Texas. I mean, if yeah. we'd done that in fucking Ohio, we quit the, we quit the podcast. 
We've Fair done, enough. Or I Michigan mean. or Wisconsin. Or yeah, yeah. That's a whole different, you know what I mean? So, in 1926, Hitler makes Joseph Goebbels, mm-hmm. Gauleiter, which is a district leader, and uh, Joseph Goebbels, he's like the master propagandist behind mm-hmm. the, the Nazi party. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact about him, yeah, one of his legs is four inches shorter than the other as a result of like childhood paralysis. So by his own definition, he is also genetically defective. It's really one of like these weird homoerotic tended like these guys oh, yeah. have he, like about, he, I want yep. this to be this this nation of blonde blue eyed men like it's very chiseled muscly blonde yeah like it's very like but we're all just Viking like kind of men. like Ugh. just creepy like creepy old dudes who are like hey like it's very nasty it's very it's very like just just <laughs> shrimpy like, little wanna, pudgy wanna, pudgy wanna, toads with black hair and creepy eyes who are like, I want to look at blonde. If you want to <laughs> sleep with blonde dudes, sleep with them. That's fine. Just don't don't do all drag this. the whole world into your, yeah, your like, shit. All right. Okay, live your truth. <laughs> sleep with that blonde man. But I don't want to be like you've ruined the world. <laughs> I don't, you've really <laughs> like, fucked just, it up for a while. Just be. Just, this, this, this is where homophobia. This is where see. See, yep. just be gay. Mm-hmm. This is where it can fuck you up, man. Dude, just... listening right now, that won't let him, that won't be his true self. Just be gay. Mm-hmm. Just do you. Just do it. Don't you know I mean? stop suppressing. Stop just suppressing. Just do because this is what you feel like you need to. This is a very, right? it's a far stream. <laughs> this is a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's made Gauleiter of the the yeah. Nazis in Red Berlin because Berlin very communist, mm-hmm. very left, mm-hmm. and he understands that like all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And he wants to literally take the fight to the communists in Berlin. And so they post up in a tavern in a working class area with a lot of communist support. They promise the owner X amount of income as long as they could use their tavern as their headquarters mm-hmm. and then they drink and they talk shit and they prowl the streets at night and fucking brawl uh, yeah. the other the kids from the other side you know yeah yeah that, yes but then they also like turn around in in Goebbels he has like a media outlet I don't I think it's called the attack where he basically says like oh they were just patriotic boys defending themselves from these vicious communists and it's yeah. like no you guys were looking for trouble but people start to believe his narrative that that you know believe his side right if you just say something long and hard and fast enough people believe it it's kind of it's a big lie man the big lie just keep lying just keep lying big dog just keep lying and then eventually (laughs) you gaslight enough of the public to where it's like they don't know what the truth is anymore and you can tell them whatever they want and you can flush all the turds that you want and they will have no idea no clue what's happening no clue 1927, I don't have a whole lot on that year, but I do know the Prussian Student Organization, it asks whether their members, who are primarily like university kids, think that Jewish people should be allowed to join the organization. Yeah. And 77% say no. So the youth are getting, or at least you can't say that they're necessarily Nazis, but they are anti-Semitic, which is kind of a good predictor. Getting... Anti-Semitic. A lot of these people are were anti-Semitic. They just needed. They just needed. I don't. I don't know what to call it. But they. They were trying to get. There's. They. Somebody like ramped it up. <laughs> like they were already think, anti. Yeah. I feel like because there was I, like I a whole know. bunch of like social Darwinian texts in mm-hmm. like the night like as early as uh, I think the late nineteenth century circulating. So these thoughts were already like in Europe. Yeah. And then all oh. of a sudden you've got somebody saying them from the highest level, and it's almost like. 
Oh my God, right? Again, we get all this great, like, great, like, you, whatever you think about, you know, like the 1800s, bring us, like, 1800s, like, bring us, like, all this, like, enlightenment, you know, mm-hmm. social thought, social theory stuff. And there's, like, a bunch of good stuff that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, like, a bunch of horrible shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> a bunch of trash. A bunch of trash, out, you dude. know? Yeah. 1928 is the chancellorship of social democrat Herman Muller. And there's this guy who's, I think, more important than Muller, this general named Kurt von Schleicher. He is chief of what's known as a quote-unquote ministerial office. And he believes, he I've heard him described as like one of the most important actors in this time. Mm-hmm. He believed in a stronger executive and a, a bigger army, but he becomes increasingly disillusioned with the German left over military spending because he's a military guy. He just wants a bigger military. And he wants to move Germany in a more authoritarian direction. He was like a social democrat, and he was basically saying like, if the social democrats could have pulled this off, like built up, yeah, this the Nazis would be like obsolete. They would have no talking points. They would have nothing. Yeah, again. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess you know, yeah, that's, no, I mean, that's Schleicher's view, right? No, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. You, you give people actual good things and make their lives materially better, then they won't mm-hmm. run to like really fucked up ass ideas. To really extremist points of view. Yeah, right? they won't if do you really deliver what up you promise them, yeah. they will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not a revolutionary idea. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> Social Democrats, they campaigned on the slogan, Meals for Children, Not a Battle Cruiser. So their priorities don't exactly align with Slikers. He wants to launch Mueller out of the out of the chancellorship yeah. and get this guy Heinrich Bruning into the chancellorship because he feels like he can work with him. We'll see how that plays out in the next episode. That's a kind of weak slogan. Meals for children, not a battle cruiser. Like I get what the so. vibe yeah. is, yeah, but it's not but like it's, it's not crushing. Maybe it sounds better in German. Maybe I don't I mean, really think. Sounds meals for German. children, not. Fuel for ships, you know, you have to use the structure, yeah, right? Like you have to repeat parallelism, right? That's a pretty basic, yeah. I mean, it's it's it sounds angry in German because everything does, but meals for children, yeah, like that. I can't do a German, I'm not gonna try I, to do a German, I can't do it's a, I don't think is, I can. This is what happens when you skip that one, that one, that that class in college where mm-hmm. you learned how to do that, and now you just you're the impressions class, yeah. And now here I am, just no, falling was, on my face, man. No, I was just talking about the, the person who wrote that 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 quote. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. slogan, but also you, because that was bad also. <laughs> 1928, same year, you've got the emergence of the Landvolk, which is the country people, and they sought tariffs on food imports to make sure that, to, like, raise domestic food prices. Or, the, you know, you got all these foreign goods coming in because people aren't eating, and that's lowering food prices domestically, and so they're not able to command as high of, of a price or not profit as much from depressed food prices because... Uh, because supply is, is met adequately, right? Mm-hmm. And they also want access to credit and an end to welfare programs. And then there's a, an attempted bombing of the Reichstag in 29 by the Landvolk, and mm-hmm. the police discover links between the Nazi party and the Landvolk. And so now all of a sudden you see that they're kind of like chiseling out a base for themselves. They're yeah. seeing where their message can land, right? They're, yeah, they they start getting spooky around where they're just going mm-hmm. around like a lot of shits happening. Is like, I they're they doing like little false like they do false flag shit. Like they're just they're they're getting like very in the weeds of like, is this the Nazis? Maybe it's not the Nazis. Maybe it's the communists. <laughs> Maybe they're they're the but or or you know what I mean it's it's they they start getting uh, 
very intense and like picking yeah, up man. steam. It's I like, just, yeah, yeah, because for a while they were just like an extremist fringe organization, yeah. but it, it's the it's the streamlining or the adoption of the idea of the mainstream is like what? How did this? They got bombs. How did this happen? Okay, wait. They would. They just went from like, like, yeah, outsiders. Just gonna blow it up. And then, uh, they got bombs. They got people in the army. Fuck with them. Uh A lot of all of a sudden, half the university population. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. you got the kids. Yeah, yeah. April of 1928, as like an olive branch to the land volk, or just to show you how how they convince people to buy into this shit. Mm As part of the, the, there's like a Reichstag elections are going on. As part of their campaign, Hitler opens the door to limited land reform. It's quote unquote suitable to our national requirements. The passing of a law for the expropriation of land for communal purposes without compensation. So all of the aristocratic land holdings, we're taking those and we're giving them to the poor. Mm-hmm. Abolition of taxes on land and prohibition and all speculation on land. So this is showing that they're like reaching out to rural areas. And yeah. then later on, they go as far as to advocate like green housing after they've been in power and like green living spaces in the early 30s and everything because mm-hmm. they've found their base. Yeah. However, that doesn't really resonate, at least not yet, because in May of 1928, the Nazis poll at only 2.6% of the national vote. So yeah. it's, they, they are they're working on it. It's, it's that same... Uh, this is two just anti-Semitic kids in a bunch of different costumes. In a bunch of different, different trench costume. coats. Uh-huh. Yeah, a bunch of different trench coats. Like mm-hmm. It's the same anti-Semitic kids. And then they go out. Yeah. And then those three anti-Semitic kids go out in the right trench coat. Yeah. And everybody's they, like, hey. They go the right, the right bar and the that right trench, trench coat. That trench coat, it's got a very fine cut. You know, yeah. I like those buttons a yeah. whole lot. And it's like, okay. And then it's all of a sudden it's like cheers. Everybody knows their name. And that's Everybody bad. knows their name. <laughs> yeah. 1928, Comintern announces the quote-unquote third period where basically the Comintern in Russia is saying like, hey, we almost did it. Capitalism is about to die. It's on its last leg. We can pull this off. And so the KPD, as a result, becomes more bold. And then there's the bull market and Wall Street. It's attracting most of the foreign capital Mm because everybody's trying to get rich. Mm -hmm. And so there's less short-term loans available for Germany, which is how they're meeting their reparations payments. Mm -hmm. So the economy is in more dire straits. There's destabilization from both sides throughout 1928. Eight, and then Wait. I don't know how direct the cause is between these two, but in 1929, in the state of Thuringia, yeah. Nazis. This is like for state elections. Nazis yeah. win 11.3 percent of the vote. They join the governing coalition of that state, and this guy Wilhelm Frick becomes interior minister of. The, the I think they I don't know if they have uh, the cabinet the state cabinet of Thuringia and he is the first Nazi to hold high office so closing closing out in 1929 they've kind of gone from like a fringe party to more and more mainstream to the point to where now one of their guys is serving at the head of a state you know and it's frightening it's a um I the 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 getting more of the kind of the the common turn getting more bold so telling like people to get more bold in 1928 has to be a side effect or uh, effect of uh, what happened in in China in 1927 is that like the 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 Kuomintang, uh mm. kicked kicked out that kind of basically purged the communists the communists from their ranks 
and then now and then like that yeah. was a major blow for like russian like international like the uh, foreign policy because they're trying to get a yeah. friendly china then the fucking kumite kick out like all these dudes kind of chinese economy is that, is that when when chiang kai-shek mutinies yeah he mutinies that, and then he yeah, yeah it's good after that's after sun yat-sen dies mm-hmm. of a heart attack check out shek becomes the guy he fucking gets rid of all these communists because he didn't really like all these fucking communists gets rid of all of them and that's a major like foreign policy loss for mm-hmm. because it's like they were trying to do this whole thing was like you got this kind of leftist kind of government moderate government and then you just work with them and pull them farther and farther and farther left but yep. then like <laughs> and then they're like oh that's not gonna work and th- that leftist government moderate government is gonna be like fuck you maybe we just go a little bit i don't know maybe i mm-hmm. i mean i like to theorize i like to theorize but yeah no i do too man it's a that's a it's an interesting story Again, we we can't cover everything in Germany in the twenties. We can't get into, no. Like, I'm missing. I'm missing a lot. I feel like I want to read more, but part of me is also like depressed by, by Fritz Fritz shit. Lang films. Fritz Lang. Fritz Lang. That Fritz does Lang. sound yeah. The, the it, they're good. They're good films. They're good films. Uh, now I don't know if he becomes a Nazi later, so let me. Let me check before <laughs> me I check before that. A platform. That yeah, before guy. we platform yeah. this guy. And like in the same period, again, like the artistic flourishing in Berlin. This is when like Einstein is doing his thing and discovering relativity, or maybe not discovering it. Maybe he is discovering it though, huh? Right? Yeah. Is he discovering it, I or think, is relativity discovering him? Wow. Oh. I think Fritz Lang huh? dips. No, he, All he right. dips. He dips. To, yeah, like people like start dipping to America, but like it was like. Yeah, man, it was like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time artistically. Yeah. Um, like Schoenberg is tr- like his fucking piano player is like trying to do music by twelve beats and just rewrite it as yeah. we know it, and like German expressionism is taking off, and you got the Bauhaus and all these films and all this shit. But yeah, uh, it's Germany in the twenties, guys. Uh, we're leading up. We're about to get to the thirties. It's gonna. We're just gonna look at the rise of. You know, national socialism. We're gonna look at where it all where, where it all, all conjectures and just glogs up and just yep. gets a lot of bad, 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 infinite bad stuff. Um Henry uh uh Henry. Um tell them where our social media is based. Tell them what we're doing. You can find us at Hard Ride History on IG and Twitter, HFH Podcast on YouTube, just Hard Fried Hi- I'm sorry, HFH Podcast on Twitter, mm-hmm. Hard Fried History on YouTube. I'm at Henry E. Price on IG and just Henry Price on Facebook. Guys, you can find me at, uh, at Joshua B. Stokes on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Joshua Stokes on Facebook. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you come back. We'll see you next time for the part two and the conclusion of Germany in the 20s and a little bit of the 30s. And 30s, And yeah. kind of the rise of, like, you know. That bullshit is what we're calling it. That bullshit, yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Take care.